All content found on this podcast, including audio or other formats, were created for informational purposes only for the appropriate target audience. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnose, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have listened to on this podcast. If you think you may have a medical emergency, call your doctor, go to the emergency department, or call 911 immediately. Dash Podcast does not recommend or endorse any specific tests, physicians, products, procedures, opinions, or other information that may be mentioned today. Reliance on any information provided by Dash Podcast, Page Boys Foundation, Inc., the host or medical professionals presenting content for publication to Dash Podcast is solely at your own risk. Dash Podcast may contain health or medical-related materials or discussions regarding sexually explicit diseases. If you find these materials offensive, you may not want to listen. Hey guys, and welcome to Dash Podcast. Today is Wednesday, October 23rd. You're listening to the voice of Matt. Welcome to episode 10, our season finale. We had to change our social media handles so that they can all match, so if you haven't already... Please follow us at dash pod C. That's dash pod and the letter C. On today's episode, we're going to talk about grief triggers. So grief triggers are worrisome because they open an involuntary tick to our real memories of the deceased. These are the memories that pop in our head without any time to think about it. They might hit us out of nowhere while we're driving, sitting at our desk at work, while we're out to dinner. These memories, though, are safe. They're normal, if, while others, especially those associated with deceased loved ones, can leave with a range of feelings. Have you ever found yourself driving in a car while the most fantastically painful diarrhea strikes? I have. That's why I use Strike No More, a bag you tuck under your ass to release all your bodily functions while driving. No mess, no fuss, no pain. You don't even have to take your hands off the wheel. Now that's awesome. You just go. (laughs) Place your ad here with us at Dash Podcast at pageboysfoundationinc.com with the subject line ad. Holidays are one of the toughest times in grieving. Listen as I bring you into my personal life, as well as others, dealing with all the holidays. Our first bonus episode will be next Wednesday, October 30th, talking about Halloween. We will also put out a Christmas episode later in December. Want to be part of our conversation? Follow us on social media at DashPodC, as well as use the hashtag Holiday Grieving. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. To clarify these memories aren't entirely random and don't actually come out of nowhere, usually a sight, sound, song, smell, 
word, or another memory triggers them. These memories interrupt our brain's regular program, and because strong emotions can cause a memory to imprint firmly and vividly in our mind, the illusion may be a happy, happy, joy, joy, or it may feel like you've just been hit in the gut. For those who've recently lost a loved one, knowing these triggers are out there can cause a fair amount of anxiety. You might fear being blindsided by reminders of your loved one, their death, their absence, especially right after a loss when your emotions are still raw. Some grievers will remind will respond by trying to eliminate and avoid reminders such as objects, people, and places. Others will try and battle their way through growing less and less embarrassed by each public outburst of emotion. In the warmest part of the summer, under a thick wave of humidity, it is always hard for me to maintain perspective. Still, I fight the urge to secure myself against the reminders because although during times of darkness they seem like the enemy, my involuntary memories are usually the exact opposite. It happens often enough that a song, a place, or a face reminds me of something wonderful about my mom or my dad. Although often enough that I would endure any amount of bad to remember the good. Memories are where our loved ones continue to live after they're gone. This is why we hold on to objects that remind us of them and go to places where they feel near. True, when someone we love dies, we are forevermore at risk at their, of their memory triggering aftershocks of the pain. But inversely, if we let them, such reminders may also fill us with warmth and comfort. In time, you may even find that the very grief triggers that once caused you sadness now fill you with a sense of love and remembrance. Before they graduate from high school, one child out of every 20 children will have a parent die. And that number doesn't include the experience of death of a brother, a sister, an aunt, uncle, grandparent, or even a friend. Grieving children often feel set apart, different from their peers, alone, and not understood. Every school and every community has children who have experienced some type of loss. Even if they keep their loss and experience to themselves, there are so many children who are grieving amongst us. Children's Grief Awareness Day began in Pennsylvania from a desire on the part of students to do more to bring attention to what their grieving classmates were coping with, for the most part in silence. This initiative grew out of an ongoing partnership of the Highmark Caring Place with hundreds of schools and ac across the state. The most basic way to participate for Children's Grief Awareness Day is to have as many people as possible, children and adults, wear blue on November 21st. Publicity about the reason for wearing blue is to show awareness of grieving children, allowing the entire community to know what Children's Grief Awareness Day is about. To learn more, visit www.childrensgriefawarenessday.org.
After you encounter an unexpected grief trigger, talk to someone about why you felt the way you did and the steps you took to overcome your emotions. This could be a friend, a family member, or a professional grief counselor. As you discuss your experience, you will gain a better understanding of why you felt that way and what you can do to make the trigger less powerful in the future. The grieving process is emotional, stressful, and overwhelming process, but that does not mean you should avoid it entirely. Just because something makes you feel sad or upset doesn't mean you should avoid it for good. The goal is to get to a point where the positive memories outweigh the negative ones. And the only way you can do that is by facing your fear, gradually. Work with someone to condition your mind and your body when you encounter your grief trigger, and you won't feel the same fluid of emotions the next time you're in that situation. That right there is a new sound. And that sound, what does that sound mean? That sound means dash weird. That This segment is where I give you three random weird stories that are going on this week. Which this first story is about a little tiny fish, just about an inch long, and weighing less than a gram, has just made a full recovery after a radical surgery to remove a growth from its stomach. So small, this short finned fish known as Molly that at any point of the 40-minute surgery from being put down for the operation itself could have proven fatal. It only cost 100 euros, which equals out to be about $111.65 in American dollars. Congratulations, Mr. Fish. Our next weird story is about an artificial skin phone case. Ever feel like your smartphone is just becoming an extension of yourself? This newly developed phone case breaks down even more barriers between you and your phone with a lifelike skin which allegedly responds to human contact such as pinching and tickling. Mark Taser and his colleagues at Telecom Paris in France have devised an artificial skin for technology devices that detects and interprets a variety of gestures. For example, slapping the case indicates anger and pinching or pulling its skin indicates an upset user. If a user tickles the accessory, it releases a laughing emoji onto the phone. The researchers developed skin-on prototypes for smartphones, touchpads, and also a wristband for smartwatches. According to the paper, skin-on interfaces provide natural physical affordances meaning users are more likely to explore the interface and discover new controls. The telecom team's work will be presented this week at the ACM Symposium on User Interface Software and Technology in New Orleans. No word on how much it will be. A man in Florida repeatedly called 911 over the weekend to report that his roommate had stolen his weed. A deputy from the Pasco County Sheriff's Office recounted the bizarre call on Twitter, saying that in the Twitter video that he called the man back to tell him to quit contacting the Sheriff's Office after his prolonged pop. 
The video was made as part of the agency's hashtag tweetalong program, which allows viewers to get a behind-the-scenes look at the police work by the deputies. Recreational marijuana still remains illegal in Florida. A sheriff's office spokesman says no charges were filed against the caller. Well, everyone, that's been our show. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast on any of your listening apps, as well as like us on all social media at Dash Pod C. That's Dash P O D and the letter C. Stay tuned next week for our bonus episode on holiday grieving, Halloween. Have a dashing day. <laughs>